Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spear. On the mics this week is the Z-Man. What is up, Z? Well, sir, there's nothing on Earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified, six-card monorail. What I'd say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right. Monorail. 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 Oh, my God. Can uh, we get a... Court, can we get a monorail in there? <laughs> Give me a monorail. You know I don't participate in this. Give me a monorail. <laughs> Not gonna do it now. <laughs> Monorail. Uh, on the other mic is the mighty Gantor. What is up, Gantor? So angry right now. Give him a, give, give him a monorail. He's not gonna let. I'm not go. doing it. <laughs> you guys poked me too much. Oh my god! This week, uh, something oh, must oh, be oh, oh, housekeeping. 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 We got housekeeping. We got housekeeping. All right, have at it. Um, we got. Two new fans that I just want to give a little shout out to. There you go. Uh, Ryan Rush was he? Is he? A, was he a Canadian? I don't know. We had a, we've had a spate of Canadians. Yeah, uh, Chelsea, Ontario, I believe that's in Canada, and uh, and some Chica. We have a new Chica that no one here knows. And what was her name? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Billy Brown. Billy Brown liked that we told her what a Havana omelet is. There you go. Welcome aboard, Billy. Welcome aboard, Ryan. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, this week, something must be done about artificial intelligence. Uh, in theaters right now is a movie called Transcendence, starring Johnny Depp. And the, the premise of the movie is uh, Johnny Depp is a, um, uh, he's a brilliant scientist who works on artificial intelligence. And he's, he's been trying to get artificial, to, artificial intelligence to the point of transcendence. So that, that's the nirvana for any artificial uh, intelligence nut is like that singularity right when the when the ai becomes self-aware skynet right there's been all kinds of science fiction movies like this over you know over the course of the of the last 75 years where you start talking about what it means to have a robot be aware of what it's doing and how it's doing it and then like potentially taking over the world right so we've had things like irobot terrible we have we've had things like uh, the movie Artificial Intelligence, the Steven Spielberg movie, which was equally terrible. Star Wars with sentient robots. Uh, even going as far back as um, uh, Blade Runner with replicants. And so when you that's not sheep. real. Those are biological. Well, but that's but it's all it's all it's all part and parcel, right? I and mean, we're talking about self-aware kind of cybernetic well, it's, organisms. It's different if they they're cloned from something. I guess. I'm just saying, don't try and drag Blade Runner right, down I'm with sorry. Transcendence. I'm okay? sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, mea culpa. I don't want to offend the nerds. Take it easy over there, Gantor. All right. I'm calming down. All I'm right. just saying. That's your warning. All right. That's fine. That's the one I get. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that from a technology standpoint, we are rapidly getting to the point where artificial intelligence isn't just science fiction anymore. It's becoming much closer to reality than I think any of us want to either admit or appreciate. And no less an authority than Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking, famous physicist. I don't even know what's what's wrong. What's wrong with Stephen Hawking? Does anybody does anybody know? Got some degenerative disease, right? Yeah, I mean he he talks through he talks through the computer. He's in the wheelchair, uh, but crazy brilliant. Uh, no, supposedly, maybe everybody just feels sorry for him. They don't want to tell him his theory sucks. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair and he can't really live. Well, his latest theory is that. Artificial intelligence isn't a good idea. What say you to that? I'd appreciate the threat more if I wasn't 
dealing with a buggy ass phone and a buggy ass computer <laughs> and a buggy ass TV and a buggy ass car. So I'm not really concerned about his warning because I don't think that we're good enough to, to get anything right. But I'm also a little afraid because if you go back, if you're familiar with Asimov and his, his rules or whatever for robots and all that stuff that are supposedly programmed in to make sure that they don't go crazy and harm humans and all that stuff, I would be afraid of us getting those rules right so that the guy who implements don't kill people gets it wrong, has a flip bullion or something where his robot ends up killing a lot of people. You forgot to put an end of line logic or a null check in there and uh Yeah, shit like that. Out. Like all the all, I mean you place. see all these horrible defects and stuff that's supposed to be super important, like the heartbleed thing and engineers can't build ignition switches correctly that don't shut off while you're driving down the highway. Um things like that. Like I just we're not good enough to get it right. Which is a comfort and a, a fear, I think, is what I'm trying well, I think, to say. I think, I mean, I think we're still f- way far off from any of this stuff being come to fruition, but it's going to come. Why do you think we're far off? We, well, so I still think we saw, okay, with the self driving cars, I don't think that's going to happen anytime in the near future. Well, and Google has their self driving cars. Yeah, I mean, just pay attention when you drive tomorrow and just notice all the little stuff that it would be almost impossible for a computer to get right. Yeah. And just okay. think about how much stuff has to change for our road system to support vehicles like that. So on one hand, we have autopilots on commercial airlines. Their rule set is so simple, though. It's There's almost nothing that how they had to consider. How could you simplify the flying of a Because ginormous... it doesn't have to worry about stoplights or traffic or pedestrians or, pedestrians or other planes not paying attention and flying into your lane and stuff it just it only kicks on once you're up in the air no, and then it, it flies to a certain point and then it shuts off right, i mean it, now they got automated landing and stuff got, still, they got automated landing i mean you don't have to worry about like your level of precision is so low when those things are flying well, you, the complexity is just completely different it's it's different but it's no less complex we're talking about flying a goddamn airplane you have like over a thousand feet of of, flex, of uh, variability in your things. It's like essentially, if you're going northeast, if you're going north, you're like you fly at like what the thousand, like the uh, thousands that are divisible by like one, and then like if you're going south, it's the thousands it's divisible like by two. Like every number, <laughs> and then like thousands. No, like, oh, no, I meant sorry, mod one, mod one. That's still every number. <laughs> so mod, all right, so oh, two, mod four two things are clear. Of, mod two, four, the remainder of one. Two two things are clear from this. <laughs> A, we're not pilots, and B, we don't know fucking math. <laughs> I know both of those things, but anyway, that's what it is. It's like if you're going north-south, you go at like certain elevations that are divisible by certain numbers, and east-west, you're going somewhere else. So they give like a margin of buffer of 1,000 feet. Yeah, so the, the analogy is if, if cars only ever drove on divided highways with a, a lane width of one, then okay, then maybe they're comparable. But the shitstorm from your driveway to the parking lot and your office – Completely incomparable. So yeah. the, the, I'll get I'll get on board. I get on board with this argument because what I, you know, Ginther and I were just talking about this. My, I have to upgrade my cell phone every two years. Would I have to upgrade my car every two years? At least the computer, yeah, probably. Yeah, and then but then the, the worry the worry you're going to have are the people that aren't technologically savvy. Yeah, like your grandma. And don't and don't upgrade their computer. Oh well, it's it's okay. I don't need to update the computer. It's all right. I don't go anywhere with it. 
Now, I, that's what I would be worried about. I would be worried about people maintaining, not just changing their oil, but like every year you'd have to go, you know, I mean, people don't change their wiper blades. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, there's so much, there's so much maintenance and shit like that, that, yeah, you, you just, you can't let people be in charge of that shit. It's going to take a huge change in mindset more than anything in this country for that to happen. And I just don't see that. Well, the, the other thing that's going to have to change is going to be the way we think about computing. The problem that you brought up, Ganthor, was probably the right one, that there are so many rules. There, there are so many things that you just kind of do, that your, your brain is trained to do, and multitasks while you're driving. The amount of things that your brain does, that it's computing all at the same time, in that small window, computers can't do yet. Right. They just can't. As well as, as well as have all the inputs of, you know, visual inputs and, and you could feel that your car is going slow or not slow or having the, you know, having all the input sensors. Right. The computers can't do it yet, right? Because what, what's the nirvana, right? The nirvana is trying to, the, the nirvana for, for scientists is to try to figure out how to model a computer on the human brain, right? They, they, they often say that the human brain is the most efficient computer that is known. For all, for all the sophistication that we can build into computers, they all pale in comparison to what the brain is able to do. That not only is, the, not only is a computer slower, but it takes, the, the stat here is it takes 40,000 times more power to run than the brain does. It's because they can't figure out how to give pixie sticks to computers yet. Yeah, with the, yeah a little stimulation, a little sugar, uh, little sugar rush. Sugar rush. So what, what bioengineers at Stanford have done is they started to think differently. This is where I get freaked out, okay? Bioengineers at Stanford have started to figure out how they can think about building the hardware differently, and they started to model a circuit board. Uh, they, they built out a circuit board modeled on the human brain. They call it the, the, the neurogrid, and the, the neurogrid circuit board can simulate orders of magnitude, more neurons and synapses than other brain types of uh, simulations and it can do it all using the power it takes to run an ipad now that that's fucking frightening i mean we're talking about that this is this to me is the foundation of where we end up with ai right if they can build the hardware to run this kind of computational power in basically a, a goddamn ipad i'm i'm frightened because then siri starts taking over the goddamn universe yeah and there's there's so many other things that are so just crazy the the whole the whole drone thing, I think, is the one that people start freaking out about the most, right? Yep. The fact that you've got electronics making decisions that can kill things. Right, and that's exactly Stephen Hawking's point. He's going that you know if if you if you have a a world military that has these kind of autonomous weapon systems that can choose and eliminate targets, what <laughs> what does that mean? If these things become if these things are off on their own, making their own decisions, what happens if they choose the wrong one? What yeah, happens if there was a and who's who's responsible? Who's liable? Right. And what happens if that starts a, a world war? Right. What happens if if Ganthor is absolutely right and there's a, a a flaw in the in the code? There's a logic gate that that got tripped the wrong way and they made a bad decision and blew up the wrong thing. Holy yeah. shit! Which is why that shit will not happen for a long time, if ever. Because we, as an IT profession, can't get our shit together. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Not without advances in languages and all that crap. Yeah. So you mentioned. Um, Ganthor, you mentioned uh, Asimov's three laws. I did. So it's a, a robot. A robot may not injure a human being, or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. It's rule one. 
Rule 2 is a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And finally, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Yeah. See, right there, like if you just go through daily tasks of like a police officer and replace that police officer with, say, a robocop, and like you try to figure out what should that thing do in every situation, and you're not going to be able to figure it out. You could probably take your time and think about it for a while, and you still won't be able to figure out what the thing should have done. And if you don't know what the outcome's supposed to be, then how the hell are you going to program that? Well, that's 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 where I think you're, we're we're making the assumption that you could program for all that logic, right? The whole the promise of artificial intelligence is so that the rules aren't explicit. Come on, that's how you get Skynet and everything that's wrong with technology. Well, that's that's the promise, right? And that's the whole reason these three laws exist is so that everything else is within those parameters, right? That whole that whole concept of self awareness. Sits within the sits within the context of these three laws that you can't program for all the different types of things, but you can program for these three, right? You're, that's the that's the goal. I mean, I believe we all agree it's a goal, but the, the complexity of that is insane. We have systems that learn, right? We have heuristic systems that that learn how to do their jobs, and that get better at doing their jobs because they're able to increase the confidence level in their results through trial and error, through training. Through trial and error. Well, the trial and error is just as good as training, right? It's, it's that kind of training. But we have systems that do this today. I have one at work. It does. Uh, it reads documents and can tell you what the what the document is and can pull the data off of it based on what it's learned about those documents. Yeah, but if that system gets it wrong, it opens up a file in the wrong reader. Right. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't blow up a third grader. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> on a school field trip right, to Washington yeah. D.C., who has a toy gun. That is true. This is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that in the next, in our lifetime, th- this will happen. That these, these science fictiony things are going to become a reality in our lifetime. Meh. I say meh. You I don't say believe meh. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. Gintor, do you do you share my concern? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see that just because I think it might be neat, and I I don't really have a good idea of what will happen. I guess that's just a dumbass way of saying I like to be surprised, but... You like to be surprised until you become terrified by by it going horrifically and horribly wrong. Dude, do you know how many things that I'm terrified of already? Clowns? <laughs> no, I mean legitimate stuff. Zombies. Zombies. Legitimate stuff. The end of oil. <laughs> what are we going to do for money and, and food when all the jobs are outsourced and nobody in the U.S. does anything? And they'll get outsourced by artificial intelligence. Yeah, and then what are people going to do? They're going to go back to tribes and murdering each other. It'll be the Matrix. We'll get turned into batteries. That would be that awesome. Was, that was so stupid. But that's actually kind of awesome. The body's really good at processing food and making, you know, bring it, uh, processing it and getting all the calories out of it. Like, how many calories do we need? We don't need as many calories as we have. Our foods are so packed full of calories, especially like the good stuff. Like, if you could offload some of the power that your body can burn or generate from uh, burning calories not only would we beat the obesity problem but like then we could start powering our shit i have said all along that if you want to solve the energy crisis in this country all you have to do is harness the power of children on a sugar rush absolutely man they have uh at the franklin institute in philadelphia they have a room where there are panels on the floor they're like kinetic panels Mm -hmm. and you jump on the panels and it generates electricity Mm-hmm. Imagine an entire 
playground with those panels. Have, have you ever done the math on that stuff? What what math is there to do, Ganthor? The math of how many cal how many physics calories does it take for a little kid to jump up and down for a half hour? It's ridiculously tiny. Yeah, but you have like fifty kids playing That's all day insane. on the playground. And it's still ridiculously tiny. You just keep rotating kids in and out of that playground. You put an ice cream stand in the corner, a candy bar in the corner, and then you just keep rotating kids in and out. You see, they're gonna they're trying to set up some satellite that's in a Earth orbit that would then uh, capture all the sun rays and then beam them down to like a, a collector on the Earth. Wasn't that a James Bond movie? It's probably a Bond movie, and that was a disaster that could befall your city in Sim City. <laughs> it was a James Bond movie. Well, now it's they're like, oh, maybe that's not such a bad idea. <laughs> until until the artificial intelligence gets a hold of it and starts burning down cities. Or the shit gets out of alignment and just starts, like, death-raying across the uh, <laughs> That's what the happened in SimCity. Well, anyway, it's back in the news. And they're saying it's, it, it would be a cost of, like, a trillion dollars, which sounds crazy, but it's actually not that bad. A trillion dollars? It'd be like if everybody in the world paid $125, you'd have enough energy. You'd have the money. Well, a lot of people in the world don't have $125. Well, you know what, Ganthor? Maybe you loan them 125 I don't have $125 to loan anybody. <laughs> So let's assume let's 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 uh let's assume that there's a, an artificial intelligence now that that's taken over something important. What do you do? Shoot it. You can't shoot it. Why not? It's a it's a goddamn machine. Control delete. Control delete. Kick the plug out. Yeah. I mean the I mean the first thing you got to do is you got to make sure that you're not creating harmful AI systems in the first place. Yeah, but you build it, someone's gonna make it dangerous. It's inevitable. You always have the the one mad scientist programmer. Yeah. So you get the programmer that that doesn't have a uh, what's the what's the uh, the Hippocratic oath? Moral ethics, efficacy. But uh, you keep you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. It's the Hippocratic oath. You're right. The Hippocratic oath, right? It's first do no harm. Yeah, but like developers don't give a fuck. But that, but that's what I'm saying. The developers would have to give a fuck. You'd have to do like the the Asimov's laws, the Hippocratic type of of emphasis there. Otherwise, so you now do... you're talking about having the whole industry be licensed and regulated, and that's just not going to happen. So you can kiss that goodbye. All right. Well, then, then the next thing you would have to figure out then would be how to put some sort of guard in to detect when an AI has started to kind of acquire too many resources, right? Because you, you basically, you basically, you have to keep a monitor on it, and you have to make sure that the damn thing's not up to no good. There's some robotics lab whose solution to that was the robots they built didn't have legs. They're all bolted to the table. <laughs> That's one way of dealing with it. I mean, I'm sure if these things are so smart that they could figure out how to build legs, but it's at least a, a start, you know. I guess that's the bottom line, right? Is you can never you can't stop it. You can't stop it. There's always going to be box. there's there's always going to be for for as much control as you want to put around it. There's always going to be the rogue element. Or the unforeseen element. It doesn't even have to be rogue. It's not like some, you don't have to be nefarious. You can just raise that one, right? Yeah, and I'm surprised at that. <laughs> I mean, you, you come up with a word like efficacy, and then you crank out nefarious. <laughs> How do you do that? Um, I couldn't say the word cinnamon. I can't say the word cinnamon. Cinnamon? Cin <laughs> cinnamon or synonym? Synonym. The second one. 
The one with like your ass. Wait, so as a simile, not a synonym. <laughs> the one that's like something, not an antonym, which I also I can't say. You're talking about metaphors? No, 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 no. We're going, I'm, I'm going the wrong way now. <laughs> what the word that sounds like synonym? Synonym? Synonymous? I can there say synonymous. Go. All right. But you um, can't but say I, synonym. No. Synonym. Is that it? <laughs> Synonym. Sin. Sin. O. O. Nim. Nim. Sinomen. No. Sinonym. Synonym. Synonym. Thank you. Synonym. Anyway, I couldn't say that word, so I I had to come up with another way of saying it, and I ended up saying pharmacological equivalent, which was pretty, which pretty good words. (laughs) Oh my god. Drug synonym. Oh my god. Excellent. Thank you. Now I'm not going to look like a retard when I'm talking to clients. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think was um what do you think was the creepiest artificial intelligence you've seen in a movie? Is Chucky considered artificial intelligence? <laughs> no, Chucky was a possessed doll. All right, that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. What are the contenders? I can't even think of anything so, right, right now. So we're talking we're talking things like The Matrix, we're talking things like Wait, wasn't the kid in AI? Wasn't he a robot? He was a robot, yeah. He was creepy. Yeah, he was super creepy. He was super creepy. Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man. The Lawnmower Man is kind of like Transcendence, right? The guy, the ghost in the machine, right? Yep. For my money, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's probably up there. Hal from, 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 that, from that movie? Yep. Creepy as shit. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I cannot do that. See, that's the type of thing that would happen to, right? And that yeah, crazy absolutely. monotone voice too. Yep. The the uh, war games. Oh yeah, that would be another one. I'm not worried about my dial-up modem connecting. <laughs> well, look at war games. War games is the primary example of uh, of, of AI gone wrong. All right. Do you want to play that's global true. thermonuclear war? Yeah. I mean that that was that was the 80s. You know. Dude, what percentage ago, of people movie. under 20 you think have ever seen that movie? So zero. zero? Uh, so if if you're listening and you don't remember War Games, check it out. It's an '80s movie starring uh, Matthew Broderick, where he he has a, he's a hacker, right? And hackers were the big thing in the '80s. He was a hacker who who managed to hack his way into NORAD, and he uh, and he accessed this uh, this mainframe program. I forget what was it called, Whopper, right? Yep. W O P R Whopper, yep. and and he. By accident, uh, started playing. He like he wanted to play like the thing. It was like, "Shall we play a game?" And he says, "How about global th- thermonuclear war?" And by accident, kicked off a uh, a whole thing. An actual war. And then he had to play him in chess, right? Shh, shh, don't don't give a spoil it. Oh. Don't spoil how it ends. Sorry. God, at least call spoiler alert first. Sorry, spoiler alert. Sorry. But check that check that movie out. That is the that is the primary example of of something potentially going horribly wrong. And bad hacking. And bad hacking. And bad acting, for that matter. Very bad acting. <laughs> that shit was terrible. But what did we learn? What did we learn about artificial intelligence, Z-Man? A synonym of artificial intelligence would be computer learning. Or a learned computer. A learned computer. There you go, Ganthor. Monorail. <laughs> you got one. Nice. 
That was perfect, Ganthor. That was the best what did you learn you've ever done. Thanks, buddy. That's a good job. Uh, I learned that Ganthor has a sense of comedic timing. That was a good job. <laughs> oh, it's taken you three years to figure that out? Because Come you haven't now. shown any illustration of comedic timing until this point. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you get freaked out by artificial intelligence... Why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 4listeners or 4listeners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes. Just search for 4listeners and we'll pop right on up. We thank you for checking us out this week and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Mano, don't!